Hey, Mike. Thanks a lot for joining us today. Uh, Mike Callahan, he's an industry consultant and an industry veteran out of the uh, Syracuse, New York region. So he knows a little bit about snow. Um, but in all of your years doing snow, have you ever thought you would be facing a crisis like the one we've been challenged with over the last couple of weeks? No, Mike, appreciate you having us uh, back on. So um, this is an unprecedented event, and uh, I would almost say that it basically is a black swan event. And anybody listening in the industry who's not aware about a black swan event, but it's basically an unpredictable event that's well beyond the expected situation and has potentially long-reaching and severe consequences. Um, and I think that pretty much labels exactly what's going on with the COVID-19 or coronavirus uh, crisis that's hitting the national as well as worldwide. So uh, unprecedented times, but yeah, I definitely want to sit down with you um, here and, and, and dive out three core areas that I think that the snow industry for sure can tackle, but whether any service industry is applicable to weather the storm and actually come out on the flip side of this um, black swan event in a good standing to actually go out and dominate. Fantastic. I'm really excited. What's your first key to managing through uh, this crisis? Well, Mike, the first one is, is mindset and the mindset of the business owner um, particularly. And I, I want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, we were out at a speaking engagement out in Dallas, Texas a few weeks ago. Debbie Sardone, uh, who's in a different industry, actually cleaning, uh, used the analogy of a buffalo and a cow. Um, but before I actually go in there, Mike, do you have any uh, any idea what I'm talking about, the buffalo versus cow mentality as we're no, talking about this black swan event? Yeah, why don't, we, uh, why don't you explain what the difference is between uh, a buffalo? Uh, I think I know the difference between a buffalo and a cow. Uh, but uh, with regard to a black swan event, uh, why don't you explain that? Yeah, so it was very, it was very interesting, and it, it, it got me thinking. And basically, Mike, when, when you have a major storm, not catastrophic, but a very uh, heavy, nasty storm, the mindset of a buffalo and a cow, um, this analogy really plays into what's going on in the ecosystem worldwide, especially in the snow removal industry now. What a, what a buffalo does is it actually charges head-on into the storm and runs through the storm, where a cow actually sees this massive storm coming at it, um, basically this black swan event. And what the cow does is actually turns around and runs away from the storm. And what happens is the cow usually becomes exhausted, collapses, or sometimes even perishes because inevitably they can't run, uh, outrun the storm because they can't move fast enough. And where I'm going with this is we've got a, a basically a mindset here that is a division of snow removal companies in the United States and across the world is how do I deal with this as a business owner? And where I'm going to suggest is we need to be the buffalo. Okay. We need to drive head on at this event. And by doing so, yes, we are going to feel the pain up front, but it's going to be a shorter duration. And we're going to get to the other side of this event quicker and more agile and come out on the back end significantly better financially and emotionally than some of our competitors that are literally the cow. Um, and we see it on social media a lot. Um, an, an example is one of the uh, graphic designer companies we were working with, lawn care and snow removal company. Um, gentleman has one hell of a business, but what he's doing is inadvertently, and I understand his pain and we had a conversation around this, but he, he originally had been going on Facebook and posting what happens um, if the phone doesn't ring or what happens if the work dries up or what if I'm not essential business. And basically the government, um, if you haven't caught up on it, is deeming certain businesses essential where they can continue to work throughout this crisis and other ones non-essential um, where they cannot work. And, and the, the, uh, the verdict hadn't been out yet, but 
instead of kind of thinking about how he was going to present himself publicly, he started to show panic and pain and concern uh, on social media, such as Facebook and um, Instagram. So where I'm kind of diving in here is we don't really want to have that mindset. So if we are going to go out and publicly talk about this, we need to actually reframe where we're at and be the voice of reason for not only our client base, but our internal clients. Mm -hmm. So our option right here is really to be the both buffalo, run into the storm, take our licks, but do it in a way that's planned out and grow the business. Or if you want to take the example of the graphic designer where he's going in, he's inadvertently causing himself to shrink. He's causing um, basically concern for his client base, which would concern me. And I reached out to him and talked to him and he, he's obviously re refocusing now. And he's mm -hmm. given me the ability to talk about this without obviously mentioning his name. Or is he going to go out and drive this and grow the business? This is a big thing right now in our industry. And one of the things that, that shows this statistically right now is if you're doing Facebook ads or Google pay-per-click or ads, the cost in most parts of the United States right now are 50 to 75% less to go out and acquire new leads and clients because the majority of the businesses in the United States right now are contracting. They're being the cow. So mm -hmm. what my, my, my suggestion is use the mindset of the, of the Buffalo, drive this storm and do it with a plan and come out on the backside of it better off than you ever were before. That's fantastic. Hey, let me ask you a quick question. How do you, what advice can you give to a contractor who hears this and isn't quite sure whether they're right now a buffalo or a cow? Is there a way to, is there a question or two you can ask yourself to say, okay, I'm, I'm this, I need to be this? Yeah, and I, I think it comes down to your mindset in business. And uh, as I probably said in some of the other podcasts or, or interviews that we've done with you guys, I'm not sitting here on a pedestal preaching uh, because I, I think as we look at it, I definitely was that cow in some other events. Maybe not as crazy as this event, but we've had some economic downturns or uh, winters with no snowfall or droughts in the lawn care season. So maybe not as widespread as this, but definitely challenging for the service business I was in for lawn care and snow removal. And what I found is, is the mindset is if we're not growing, the business is dying and you have to frame things with positivity. So mm -hmm. this is something we're all dealing with. We don't have a choice. So really, I think it's, it's kind of coming to terms with yourself and saying, am I going to own this? Am I going to make, make this better for us and we're going to come out stronger? Or am I just going to let things run the course and hope at the end of this we're okay? Right. Uh, I, for one, have done, I hope it's going to be okay. And I will tell you, Mike, uh, the business has shrunk and cash flow got really tight in the culture and the morale of the team was less than stellar. But then after 25 years being in the service industry on the backside of that, when we had our last major drought in the summer, a few years ago, but in upstate mm -hmm. New York, we, we, we went out and owned it and we grew. And what we did is we doubled down in our marketing spend. And that's exactly what we're doing in my businesses right now is we're not contracting. We're actually going all in because as our competitors contract, we want to be able to double down and own this. So um, maybe not a question, but more of a gut check. Do you want to have control of the situation or are you going to hope in three, maybe six months, whatever this is done, that you're okay? In my opinion, I want to be able to control the situation as much as I can. Fantastic. Okay. So you have your, you've, you've uh, um, offered that, you, you need to have the right mindset and, and, and be the buffalo going into this. What's, what's the next key? Well, the next thing is I've already started to talk about a little bit is communication. And we want to be reassuring 
and we need to respond. And the communication is going to be broken down in two, potentially three areas. The two main areas that we want to look at is our external communication to our clients and potential new clients and internal communication to our team. Um, and those are the two main areas that we really want to focus on. And one of the biggest things that people are concerned with when they do marketing to their external client or lead, when they go out to sell their services, and a lot of times they hear, Mike, um, you know, I, I think we need to market. I believe we need to market, but I'm really concerned about annoying our consumers, our potentially new consumers, by marketing and emailing and calling and texting them too much. And I completely agree with it. They need, in a normal situation, which this is not, you need to have some conscious um, decisions around the timing and the amount of communication you have right now, mm -hmm. uh, or normally. But right now, you cannot over-communicate, in my opinion, uh, because there is so much going on. There's constant questions. It's evolving day after day uh, through the news and the press and the different restrictions on non-essential businesses. People have questions. So what I'm going to recommend is, recommending at least at a bare minimal once a week you need to be communicating with your clients but if you have the bandwidth the ability to do it i think you should be communicating daily mm -hmm. and it's not just through an email it's through multiple communications so it should be through email it should be through social media posts text messaging and videos and a lot of times now well, what do we talk about in these these text messages videos and social organic posts well the first thing we probably want to talk about is sanitizing our vehicles. Mm -hmm. Are we wiping down the vehicles? Are we making it a safe environment for our employees? And those employees are in a sterile environment when they're going to work at those people's places. So uh, as we're talking about this early uh, part of April 2020, um, no, it's not an April Fool's joke, but Alberta, Canada actually got several inches of snow overnight. Yeah. Um, so this is something that um, I believe it's Lawn and Snow Boys or Brothers uh, out of Alberta, Canada, I caught a video of them uh, this morning doing just this. And mm -hmm. they were talking about how they had reduced the size of the snow fleet of how many guys or girls were in each vehicle for the sidewalk crews and the plowing crews. Mm -hmm. They've talked about how they were sanitizing the vehicles and how they actually went out and took the extra measure of taking the temperature um, of all the employees as they got to the shop. And not only did they do that, but they systematically staggered the showing up of the crew. So when they dispatched out of a shop, they weren't um, not adhering to the social distancing laws and rules that are actually in place in most states in Canada right now. Right. Um, but by doing that, they over-communicated and reassured their clients that they were taking the appropriate steps and that they would be there to provide the snow removal and ice removal services that were deemed necessary um, in this snow event that we've just had overnight. So I think that doing it and doing it consistently is a very, very important thing. Now, outside of your uh, external clients, you have internal clients, you have employees. And let's be honest, everybody in the nation or nationally, internationally is a little unsure of what's going on. People are nervous with, with good reason. Um, so not only do we have to go in and talk to our clients, but we really need to be having Similar communications with our employees. Are they going to get paid? Are we going to be working? If we're working, what measures are we going to take to protect you? And how are you going to interact with our clients to protect them? And then in addition to that, what are the signs of the virus? Is it a temperature? Is it a cough? Whatever those things are that the CDC is deeming as symptoms, we need to go on and educate these guys and girls, in my opinion, that are working for us 
to know the telltale signs and make the right decision not to come into work if they're feeling ill. And there's some laws and different things in place that we won't necessarily get into the details, but there's uh, measures in place to protect most of these workers so they're not losing income. So I think the communication to your clients is essential, but just as essential, the internal communication. And the final point I really want to make on this, Mike, is I've seen this done extremely right, just like the example I gave you uh, from mm -hmm. the gentleman up in Alberta and some of the other people, but I've seen this done extremely wrong. Uh, this is not the time to follow kind of my advice when I traditionally say a social media post, first draft is better than no draft. Mm -hmm. This is something that you probably should not be communicating live over Facebook video or mm -hmm. a live feed. You really need to script it out. You need to test it and you need to make sure it resonates. So after you make this video, after you make this email, or you're about to post this uh, social media post, have somebody in your inner circle in the industry or even outside in the industry, take a look at it. How is it perceived? And let them know how you want it to be perceived. And is it nervous and jerky or is it really well framed? And we re really need to take what it is as a concern and reframe it in a really calm and reassuring uh, statement. And by doing so, your, your customers, and your employees are gonna feel much better about what's going on, and we're gonna be able to handle that. Now, you may be thinking, well, Mike, this all sounds great. If I've got the mindset of a buffalo, I'm driving the storm, right. and I've reassured my, my team that I have, and the majority of them are coming into work, and we've been deemed essential, and now my external client base is happy, and new leads now are seeing all this, and I'm getting more work, how am I gonna go out and recruit new employees for my service business given the fact of social distancing and everything else that's going on and that would be an internal process and the external process is how how else am i going to go out and get these estimates done um especially if they're a little more interested we can't just look at them on a satellite and shoot mm -hmm. shoot out an email so what I'm going to recommend is using a product um there's three different options and we don't endorse any of them but one would be zoom Mm -hmm. uh, other one is go to meeting or the third option um, could either be Google Hangouts or even Facebook uh, Messenger with uh, FaceTime. So by using the technology that's cloud-based that a lot of service businesses don't use, we can continue business as somewhat normal. Uh, there's a real big design build company uh, in my area in upstate New York that's running Facebook ads and they basically said you don't have to put your dream landscape and hardscape um, on hold we will do a free design build consultation over zoom with you and have that conversation right so going out recruiting and interviewing over zoom and we've, we've, i'm actually interviewing a gentleman tonight over a go to meeting um for one of my businesses and it's a new change but it's good because you can see the social uh, interaction on the video the body language and it's going to get you as close as you're going to get but um you're playing by the rules of the game and that's really important right now and if your customer still wants to buy from you, but have a personal interaction, um, you're gonna differentiate yourself here and allow those real-time buying decisions to happen instead of waiting an extra month or two, or whatever it takes for this to actually happen. So once again, double down, adapt, and have that mindset of the Buffalo. And, and while the rest of your competition is sitting there going, well, we're gonna have to wait for this is over to do estimates of any grand magnitude. Um, no, you don't. I think we just need to adopt. And by adopting, and what's going on right now, my, my hunch, and I've already kind of seen this happen already before this black swan event of COVID-19 is consumers buying habits are changing. Uh -huh. And what I'm thinking is going to happen here is eventually 
a GoToMeeting or a Zoom or a Google Hangout, um, very similar like we're doing here with this podcast, it's not going to be unusual anymore. That's going to become the norm. But if you can be the first to market that's adopting that technology and the new buying habits that are going to start to change because of this, um, you're going to be the bleeding edge of closing more sales in your market as well. Fantastic. Hey, I'd like to uh, to step back back to communication for a minute and follow up with a question about, um, you know, as leaders, whether you're the, the company owner or a um, – uh, a supervisor or a, a department manager, you have people, whether they're your workers or your clients who are looking to you to have all the answers. And I think anything, uh, anything we've learned in this event is that there aren't a lot of answers yet right now. How do you manage that uh, when, when, when people are asking you questions you just don't have the answer for right now? Um, whether it is, <clears throat> excuse me, longevity questions or, you know, people want to know, hey, you know, I, I got paid this week, but will we be paid in two weeks? That kind of thing. How do you best answer what you don't know without inciting a panic? Yeah, so I think there's, there's two things we want to hit on there. So the first one I'm going to hit that head on is how do I know if I'm going to get paid in two weeks? Now, one of the things that I've learned through a lot of the mentors that I've had is, um, not only do you need to be the Buffalo, you, you need to go in and capitalize and double down when we have events like this. Uh, but in preparation, and this is going to kind of touch on our third topic in a minute of cash flow. Um, but to answer your question directly, there is if it has to do with the employee, um, far as pay, I'm hoping we have cash flow when we have a cash war chest. We've, we've hunkered down some cash for unexpected events like this. And I think the worst thing you could do is skirt around a, a question around pay. And what we're doing in our business, if things get disrupted, is we've got a cash war chest. We can go even for quite a while without the business being hurt too bad if at all. At all. Um, so we're, we're going to continue to pay the essential workforce that we have and drive through this as a team together with them. Um, in the later part of the talk, we'll talk about cash flow, what you can do if you don't have that cash war chest. But mm -hmm. um, paychecks, standard operating um, functions of the business, hit that head on, just like I did this question. Um, but my opinion is if you can do it, you need to keep that uh, team flush with cash and pay them for the work even if they can't go out in a non-essential uh, ranking. Uh, but the second part of that outside of cash flow and reassurance of keeping your staff, um, and if you can't keep them, you need to have that tough conversation. But mm -hmm. in addition to that, we don't all have the, the answers. Um, and, and I won't get into any politics as far as whether you love or hate uh, the current administration in the White House right now, uh, I've caught a couple of the live briefings at five, six o'clock at night each night. Um, even the president and the head um, medical advisors don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. And for them to stand in front of a nation and say, we don't know, but we'll let you know as soon as possible. But this is what we're seeing or maybe predicting um, is, is better than A, not addressing it, or B, lying and, and trying to make something up. So I would say it's okay to say you don't know. Uh, and be transparent about it. But if it's around the longevity of your team, um, I think we need to make a stance to, to pay those employees that got us through the hard times already. And mm -hmm. if we can do it cash flow wise, we need to pay them and continue to keep the bench. Because um, just like I said earlier, your competition, at least some of them are doubling down right now. And a lot of people in my ecosystem are going out and having to hire five, six, even 15 or 20 people because they're going down and doubling down with their upsell or expansion process in the spring rush right now going into the lawn care season just coming out of the snow removal. 
So their businesses are growing exponentially larger mm-hmm. than they've ever seen before right now. Um, and that's something see, I'm seeing in my business as well. So if you're not taking care of your core team, you're going to have a competitor down the street that's taking this advice and is doubling down and they're going to need to double uh, their workforce. So you better co- hold your key members close right now because that, that's going to allow you to come out of the storm a lot quicker. Mm, great, great advice. Okay, so now cash flow, you said that's your third key. Very interesting topic in and of itself. So what, what's your advice on cash flow? Yeah, so cash flow, there's a couple things I want to hit on. Uh, first thing, the old saying, cash flow is king. There's never been a time more uh, historically right now in the last 15 to 20 years that cash flow is king. Um, we really need cash flow. And I, I had mentioned it uh, before the cash war chest. One of my mentors, uh, Jonathan Potoshnik um, of the Lawn Care Millionaire, he does a uh, YouTube series, um, has always preached this. And this is something that in uh, the lawn care company and now the consulting company uh, with software that we do, I, I've taken to heart. And we, we systematically every month take a portion of the projected profit and put it in the savings account uh, in another bank. And there's no line online access to it except to actually see um, the, the actual bank balance. Now with times of just changing, we did switch it so we could physically pull cash out if we needed. But the mm-hmm. original bank account, you needed to physically walk into the bank to actually uh, make a withdrawal. So you weren't, weren't robbing Peter to pay Paul if these things were tight. This was your cash reserve. Uh, mm-hmm. Book that I would highly recommend, and we probably can put in the podcast notes, um, if you do have some time and you're non-essential and you aren't necessarily working right now, is Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. And Mike talks about taking the profit first and then using some other bank accounts. And one of them, he doesn't deem it the cash war chest, but in essence, that's what it is. You're, you're saving for the rainy day when it's time to double down and own the market. So um, if you haven't done it yet, once we get out of the storm, highly recommend reading that book and, and start creating that cash war chest. But in the time present right now, if we need two or three things that we should focus on for positivity and making sure we can weather the storm, first thing is uh, going out and getting a line of credit. It doesn't cost you anything. It may take a little time to get approval, um, but you don't really pay for it outside of maybe an application fee, and it's there. It's money when you need it. You pull it back, you give it back. But if you have a hard time getting payroll for a week or two, when things contract, you're waiting on some receivables. If you haven't done it, it's not too late. Go out to the bank, whether it's online or in person, if the bank's still open in your area of the country, and and look at that line of credit. That's going to be, in my opinion, probably one of the best plays you can do. Uh, hopefully you've got some savings at cash war chest. Mm-hmm. Next thing is I don't recommend debt. I don't believe in debt, but it is not a bad idea to have a credit card on file for the business. And this is the time to call the credit card company to see if that credit limit can be raised. Things catastrophically happen. And while you got them on the phone, see if they can lower that interest rate. By no means am I a financial consultant. I'm definitely by no means saying go out and get a credit card and raise it out and go uh, get a new vehicle or buy, you know, buy a big screen TV, but desperate times sometimes call. <laughs> exactly. Desperate times come for desperate measures and a line of credit or a loan. There's a lot of SBA uh, loans right now and disaster relief loans also out there available. Um, I don't necessarily want to put a good or bad um, opinion on it. It's too early. All the, all the stats and all the information is not out, but some of the things I've, I've seen come true read the fine print. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's free money. There usually is no thing as free money. You're signing for personally with a personal guarantee. Some, most of them are a 30-year note and they need to be paid back. 
to do not set yourself up for failure on the flip end of this. Uh, what I'm, I'm scared to see is people are going to go out and get these loans and we're going to see a surge of uh, Ford Raptors driving around and landscape or snow removal trucks here in the next six to 12 months with these loans. That's not what they're for. Um, right. It's only use them when they they're need to be utilized. So with this, there needs to be great uh, care. But Mike, what I'm thinking is line of credit probably first. Check out your debt with your credit cards if you have good um, statue with those cards. Maybe get that extended out, that limited in case as a last resort if you ever need it. Uh, hopefully you've got some savings of that cash flow war chest. Cons don't conserve to the point where if you have the cash, you go out and market and grow your business because this is time to do it. Um, and take a look at those SBA disaster loans and payroll um, loans as well. Uh, but just be careful. Talk to a consultant. Like I said, we don't do financial consulting. That's not my expertise, um, nor do I expect you to take any of the cash flow advice right off the cuff. Um, consult your consultant, consult a financial advisor that this is what they do full time. But on a high level, I know we need to have cash flow. Historically, when I didn't have a line of credit, I didn't have the war chest or we didn't have access to liquid funds when things started to dry up during a drought or we didn't have any snow over the winter. Those were the things that can cripple a business quicker than anything else we've talked about. So mm -hmm. uh, put a cash flow plan in place and make sure you come out at the end of this storm um, on the good side, growing instead of contracting. Don't touch and set the fight, don't stop, don't you believe it ever, don't you?